0: Welcome back to Dirty Chai Chats, a podcast all about sexual health, love, and relationships at Tufts. I'm Gio. And my name is Flo, one of
1: the other co-hosts of this podcast. For this week's episode, we woke up bright and early on a Sunday morning to take a field trip to a local sex shop right off of the Harvard Red Line. Good Vibrations. We went with sex health reps, Nikki, Julia,
0: Tess, and Sophie. We tasked each of them to explore different parts of the store, including accessibility and inclusivity, lube, condoms and beginner toys, and BDSM. After a little snack and cold walk back to campus, we shared our reactions to each of these sections. We each came into this experience with different levels of experiences with
1: sex shops, including some first timers. And so we hope this episode is helpful for anyone, regardless of their prior experiences or knowledge.
2: All right, um, I'm Nikki. And I'm Julia. And we're gonna be talking a little bit about um, accessibility and sort of like health and wellness related stuff.
3: Just the general layout of the store and what the layout means for just the products and the sections,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, so what was your first impression when you walked into the store?
2: Yeah, so from street level, it's kind of tucked away and like hidden almost. You have to kind of go down a set of stairs in order to walk in there, which may not be like the most physically accessible, but for people who are a little bit nervous, it definitely is a little bit more hidden. It's also like pretty intimate space, um, and all of the staff will greet you at the door, and they're all trained sex educators, so they're very, very approachable and friendly. Additionally, the entire store is like kind of laid out very clearly into different sections geared towards what you're interested in. For example, like vibrators, anal play, dildos.
0: So can you talk a little bit more about the accessibility and inclusivity that you saw at the shop?
2: Yeah, so there's a lot kind of going on there. Um, In the BDSM section, some of the products that were geared more towards submissives were sort of gendered very femme, for example, like the blindfolds and the nipple clamps. However, like the vibrators and dildo section, there were a variety of like shapes, colors, sizes, basically anything that you can think of. And not all of them were necessarily like reflective of anatomy. So there's definitely a lot of accessibility there, inclusivity. Um, There's also like different sizes of harnesses, which I thought was really interesting because that's something that you don't really see a ton. And talking more about like the information displayed on like the walls of the sections, um, a lot of it was like not very gender specific. There were also like very clear notes on like price and unique features clearly available, for example, products that contained like nut extracts or also like um, kind of notices about people with vascular conditions to maybe talk to their doctor before trying a specific thing, which I thought was like really helpful because it's not something I would have thought about.
1: So beyond sex toys, um, did you notice if there were any products that promoted health and wellness? Yeah, so a
3: large portion of the store I would say was devoted to sexual wellness products that maybe weren't um necessarily like pleasure tools but more enhancing um a person's just sexual wellness and and health and understanding of um their own Identities. So they had a bunch of um, different types of books. Uh, They had a whole bookshelf with different sections like culture and research, gender, erotica, orgasm exploration, and how-to books, which I thought was really cool. Some wellness, general wellness books, um, books on healthy relationships and communication, and also BDSM and kink books. So one really interesting book that I saw was a sex worker workbook that sort of gave... Worksheets and activities and journaling prompts for um, aspiring sex workers or current sex workers or people just starting off in the sex work field, um, which I thought was super accessible and super um, useful and important, and probably a product that is harder to find in a lot of contexts. So I thought it was really great that they were promoting these types of products. They also had sex journals for couples to sort of like help with the relationship and the relationship around sex. And they also had a lot of general like sexual wellness and health products, such as candles, oils. They also had a lot of gender affirming products, for example, there was um, packers and packing, which were soft dildos that can be worn under uh, underwear to give a realistic bulge um, for mask affirming presentation, um, which I thought was awesome. And there was some pH balancing vaginal moisturizer and other products of this nature that could be really useful for somebody to explore as like sex before care or after care, and also just like relationship um, and building your relationship with
0: sex health as well. So Flo and I talked about the lube, condoms, and beginner toy sections, and we really thought for all of them, they had a wide variety of options and really inclusive. For the lubricant section, water-based was something that the sales associates recommend it the most because it's safe for internal and external use, but also it's safe to use with sex toys um, or any types of toys. And then they had silicone, which is more skin to skin contact and hybrid, which is for both, but you can't use silicone with sex toys
1: and we also really loved how we were able to try and test out some of the lubricant so they gave us little samples that we could hold in our hands um, and feel the different consistencies of and then they gave us paper towels to wipe it off after so that was really really helpful and then after we explored the lubes we looked more at the condoms also an awesome selection something that really jumped out to me was the different colors that they had. So they had glow in the dark condoms. They also had black condoms for people who are having period sex or anal sex um, and are a little bit more squeamish about seeing the bodily fluids during penetrative sex. So that was really, really great. And then in terms of beginner toys, we wanted to know where's a good place to start. And we kind of started with that question and the sales associate was like, Everyone has a different starting place and you really have to reflect upon your own experience to know what's best for you. And they brought up different facets of sex toys to think about when you want to start using them. So rhythm, intensity, size and shape are all different aspects of sex toys that you can take into consideration when you want to know where to start.
0: And then something else really interesting about the toy section was the splash versus waterproof toys that they had. So essentially splash are things that can't get submerged in water because they charge with an plug-in charger versus fully waterproof products have... A magnetic charging port and so when you're looking at the differences and what you're seeking those are two options but it should be noted that there was a pretty significant price difference for one of the splash proof ones it was around like a hundred dollars and then the waterproof was 150 so that's a pretty significant price point and I would say for the lube was pretty well priced condoms as well but the toys there was variation but still on the more pricey side. Overall, really COVID-safe environment and COVID-safe interaction with handling the toys.
4: Hi, I'm Sophie. Hi, I'm Tess. And we talked about the BDSM section in Good Vibrations.
0: What did you think about the products in the BDSM section? Tell me about the range.
4: Yeah, so the range of products is actually pretty wide. Um, There's a lot of different colors, materials, and
5: intensity in um, all the different products. Um, I think, like, just highlighting like some of the range of the types of products that they had there were handcuffs, paddles loggers riding crops blindfolds nipple clamps candles for dripping wax a huge range of products that you could choose from and i felt like a lot of those were really accessible for people who are looking to start into bdsm and probably less products in the range of i'm a bdsm expert and i'm looking for more toys for my collection but still a really wide range of products in in terms of bondage and submission
4: Totally, and I also think that within the different ranges of products, there was also different price ranges based on like material. Um, A lot of the plastic different types of products tended to be more on the cheaper side of things, Um, but the price range was probably more expensive for the things that had better quality. There was a lot of different intensities and the people working there were happy to explain what each intensity of the products meant.
5: Um, I would say that generally the products were like, when you're on a website, like two dollar signs to three dollar signs um i think that that's pretty normal in bdsm products in general um and that was also the same for
0: good vibrations are there any notable products you saw today
5: yeah. So um, one that I want to highlight is the spreader bar that can be used on someone's arms or legs to uh, spread their arms or legs apart. And those are attachable with like handcuffs and or like chains. And I thought that those were really interesting because they were totally adjustable and are like a really good way for people to look into like bondage or like handcuffs. If you don't have like a bed post to attach your handcuff to, you can just use a spreader bar.
4: Yeah, and there was also some certain things you can do if you want to attach things to like beds, like there were restraints you can put under mattresses to attach cuffs to. But there was also a product that was almost a sex blanket in which you can put it down before you have sex and it actually soaks up sexual and bodily fluids so that you don't have to keep washing your sheets after you engage in sex.
5: Which would be really great if you were on your period or if your partner or you squirt often. Those are really great products. Totally.
1: Who do you think these products are marketed for? Is that something that you noticed when you were at Good Vibrations?
5: Yeah,
4: honestly, because there is such a range of products, I think that people with all different levels of experience or most levels of experience could benefit from the different materials here. Um, the people who were working there were able to explain the intensity and the the different things that you need to do for all of these products. So like pain levels or the accessibility of the different products
5: and how easy they are to use. It was clear to me that the workers there had a lot of expertise. Not only did they know some of the products personally, but they could really speak to every product and how to use it, what type of people this might be more like oriented towards and, and how to use it when you're actually in the bedroom. Overall, we had a really
1: positive experience with good vibrations. The staff were so approachable and happy to answer any
0: questions that we had. If you have the opportunity to visit in person, we recommend that you do. The ability to test out the products and engage all of your senses totally inform what products one might buy.
1: It's also to keep in mind, though, that all sex shops are different in terms of products, mission and vibes. So, for example, at Good Vibrations, all of the staff there were trained sex health educators, um, but that might not be the case at other shops. So just make sure to do a little research beforehand to find a
0: shop that best fits what you're looking for. Until next time, stay safe and stay sexy.